Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm doing all right, too. Today, this morning was a little tougher. A little slower. Getting going. Yeah. And I think that's going to be a big part of this whole thing. I think that we have to take it day by day and, you know, figure out what makes you uh, driven, what makes you encouraged, and what makes you happy. Yeah. I think that... Um, and by know. the way, this, for me, is a part of what makes me happy. What, getting up and doing this whole... Yeah, reaching out to people, talking to people, having some regularity in your life. Yeah, for sure. I think that, um, I think something that calmed me down today, I I, I enjoy doing the dishes. Mm-hmm. So that was very calming. Nice. I did push-ups. Great. Shouts to Rembert. Yep. Um, Are you going to shave? To be determined. To be determined. This is day eight, something in that area, maybe something day like seven. That, yeah. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm working on my Unabomber beard. Right. You have looked in the mirror. You've seen yourself. Yeah. What do you see? I don't think it looks bad yet. Well, to be fair, you have not gone to the post office. You have <laughs> Unabomber. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> yeah. No. That, that I, is true. I have not. Um. I've not uh, ordered anything off of Amazon that looks suspicious. <laughs> I've not written any screeds. Not yet. I, yeah. I did. Um, I did start writing like a journal. I wrote that on the first day that we were like really quarantined. Yeah. So that was like three days ago or whatever. Yeah. And then I haven't done anything since, just because we've been doing this and right. we've been, you know, I've been photoshopping and doing a bunch of like stuff. Yeah. Work stuff. Yeah. But like I put down my thoughts like the first day. That's good. I hope that you continue that. Yeah, Shout we'll out to see. our mom. I have nothing else going on, so, you know. Our mom uh, gave this great bit of uh, advice to people, which is to keep a wonderful things book. Yep. She does as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has been for a long time now. Yeah, ever since... Uh, like like five years or something like that? More than that. Ever since... I thought it was ever since... Uh, she moved back to New York. Oh, right. So five years. Yeah. And uh, shout out to our mom who who did that. Please go check out Quarantine Radio episode number one with our mom, Jack Harlow, and Big Waz. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday, we did Quarantine Radio episode number two. With Jamel Hill and Lenny S. and... Rember Brown. Rember Brown. Has it been that long, Jeff? <laughs> I just feel like I'm losing my mind. <laughs> so, it's also like we have a lot of plans for people who are coming up. So This is true, too. And uh, today we have three great guests, and we're looking forward to uh, getting them on the line. Hopefully all the technology works. Shout out to everyone who's been excited about Quarantine Radio, uh, because this was an idea born out of circumstance. Here we are without the ability to... Uh, or Do anything. The, or, yeah, or without the want to invite people over. We're living yeah, in a no, time. I think I think we still could invite people over. Like people people are still doing things in groups of less than ten. Right. I felt guilty today going to Dunkin' Donuts. Like seeing the people there, I quickly like, you know, inserted my, my credit card, got my coffee and dipped. Like I don't want to even like look them in the eye. Like I try to and I try to give them some acknowledgement, but but it, there is this this heavy thing where it's like, how do we interact socially anymore? Because because what? Because we're supposed to stay away from each other? Well, no, I know that. But I'm saying, like, even in social situations, you can't, like, keep up that same sort of... I, it, it all feels a little strange and different and not human. You know, humans should be able to interact. This is forced isolation. And that's scary and different. And uh, I think that's what... Not to, you know, pat ourselves on the back, but I think that's what makes this unique and special which is that we're trying to give you human connection uh in a in a new way that is sort of of today's day and age 
I don't think this is new. You don't, you don't think so? No, I think that uh, people have been doing call-in shows forever, and this is not the first one. But this is the first one dedicated to this crisis that we're in right now. So, shouts to us. <laughs> Please follow. So, we'll, we'll try this right here. There we there go. There we go. Good audio. Yeah. Marsh. Sorry, I was talking to Julie, my bad. Marsh, how are you? Your boss? I'm great, guys. How are you? We're we're doing all right. We're hanging in there. Um, Wait, how did you end things with your boss? With Julie? Yeah. Listen, it's a good conversations. Just good conversations. You got to check in every day. That's right. Make sure everybody's still working and functioning. No, I didn't know if you were just like, listen, I got to do an interview right now with two guys who can't leave their house. I got to go on quarantine radio. I got to go. <laughs> Marsh, it was all good uh, a week ago. Also, just it was, a week ago. It was all good like a month ago when we all did karaoke for your birthday party. And oh, yes, we did. That was good. We were all, you know, like human beings do, hanging out with each other, singing songs, uh, threatening to do R. Kelly songs together. No, I, I was out on R. Kelly. <laughs> One of my favorite things is that Marsh would have the remote control and cut cut songs off. Yeah, because y'all don't know when to cut it loose. No, no, like, no. It's literally not us. Verse, yeah, not us. It's supposed to be verse hook. That's it. We're not doing hook verse hook verse hook verse. We're not doing three minutes. It's one fifteen max, maybe one thirty. So this this is Marsh's birthday party. She had the remote when she cut off after verse hook. She threw the remote control at someone else and looked at me and was like, I don't know. <laughs> because everybody kept thinking it was me. That was great. I'm it was saying. you. It was you. That's not the point. They don't have to know it was me. <laughs> Marge, uh, how are you holding up considering uh, the world's ills? I mean, listen, all things considered, listen, I'm, he- I'm healthy. You know, our business is still continuing to you know, flourish yep. because at the end of the day, our product, you know, is it can move anywhere. You don't have to be with anybody. I, I think was, it's one of the things right now that we're thankful to even have. I was thinking about is, that. I was thinking about that yesterday. This, you can stream whenever, wherever whenever and hope, you want. And hopefully you're doing that a lot. <laughs> less than 10 people and it still be fine. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I'm glad that, you know, we are in an industry where at least the recorded music side of it, is still, you know, working and functioning. I know people that's, you know, still struggling in the live music space because that's how a lot of our artists get paid. Yeah. It's, you know, doing shows and going on the road and promo tours, but hopefully we'll be back. Um, hold on a second. Why do you have on your rain boots? <laughs> <laughs> you can't ride a bike with rain boots. Marsha is... Um, I don't think those are the right shoes, but I, I'm on the phone. So I think they're on the... talking to Eric and Jack. You could, you think you can ride you can ride your, your bike with rain boots? Yeah, you can. <laughs> it's Eric and Jeff. Say hi to Eric and Jeff. Hi, Eric. Hey, how are you, hi, August? Jeff. Hi, August. Hi. hi. He got a whole pair of he got a whole pair of LL Bean orange rain boots. Talking about he want to go ride his bike. Yo, I love it. LL Bean, do you have a a white oh. child? <laughs> you know, first of all, you know I'm half white on the inside. Don't play with me. <laughs> You know, I have very white ways about myself. That's right. Marsha's going to have a big Passover Seder at her house this year. Yes! <laughs> yes! I'm going to have the plate with the little with the little holes in it and with the little scoop outs in it. Marsh, yep. you're, as as people now know, you are a mother. Um, I am. And, uh, I am. And you, <laughs> you sound like Yo Gotti. Yeah. Uh, and your son uh, is going through this like we're going through this. How do you explain things to him? Well, we're not getting too deep into all of it. You know what I mean? I think right now it's early, 
so he's not realizing how long he's going to be out of school. Yeah. But, you know, it's more about, but it, what's affecting it is like usually, because right now we're on spring break technically, we would be, you know, his nanny would be coming over. We would be going to, you know, the indoor parks and, you know, the indoor gyms and those kinds of things. But we can't do that. So just explaining to him that, listen, there's a virus that's making people very sick and we don't want anybody to get sick we don't want to get sick we don't want to make anybody else sick so we need to find things to do that don't have a lot of people so what are those things besides like Um, putting on your rain boots and riding (laughs) exactly that's one riding your bicycle i can take him outside to learn teach him how to ride his bike because he's on a three-wheeler right now yeah maybe we'll take this time to teach him how to ride a two-wheeler Fortunately, we have a you know we have a backyard. Yeah, we can go into a park if we really wanted to. Like Friday, it's going to be seventy five degrees. Mm-hmm. Friday, I'm going to have to pack up the car. But even if it's like a bat and a ball, and just take him outside to get fresh air because he's not going to make like kids are not going to make it just cooped up in the house all the time. So we just do you know small things like that. Maybe it's a movie afternoon. We do puzzles, but it's a lot because I got to do that in the middle of you know conference calls and video calls and texts and calls with managers and artists still but, yeah you know, marsh what yeah. is the what is the uh kids song that you are currently sick of that's a good question oh no it's not we had it's not even sick of what well, no you don't even say what song i'm sick of <laughs> from the sonic movie it's called <laughs> what's it called Speed me up <laughs> it's actually you know what it is it's actually wiz's record it's wiz ty dollar sign and and Yachty. Yo, I, so it's keeping the I lights on. <laughs> Yo, between that and Supersonic, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> you, you love, you love Wiz. You never want to hear the song again. Oh my God, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I, like I'm done. Supersonic. I'm done with Supersonic. Trust me. Um, did you see the original Sonic the Hedgehog like artwork, like the trailer? No. You didn't no. see this? It was a big to do online like a year Why? ago. What no, because they got the art all wrong. They made Sonic look like yeah, his teeth were all messed up. He, yeah, he looked a little more. Was he scary? He looked a little more, more quote unquote realistic. Right. Hold on, get out of the refrigerator. <laughs> what do you want? You want? Where's your water bottle? No, you. Don't I almost want to interview August. <laughs> I want. I want to think. I want to get way, like, that's what his take every on things. Call sounds like every call, every video chat. His head is in the video chat. He's in every fucking conference call, like mommy, mommy, mommy. <laughs> I'm like, listen, this is, this is just what it is, guys. Yeah, uh, I'm here. So, people who follow you on Instagram and have for a while uh, probably know how great you are in the kitchen. And hey. you used to be the type to give instruction out and belittle those who did not know how to cook. You'd be like, <laughs> yo, if you bitches out there don't know how to saute an onion kill yourself right <laughs> they don't have to kill themselves but they should fucking just beat it right like, right <laughs> right scram if you don't know yeah if you don't know how to how to beat an egg beat it and so you have uh started to bring that back in in bits and pieces i've seen what are you cooking yeah. these days and uh how are you sort of going through what's in your fr- your refrigerator um so the other day, I definitely hopped back in the kitchen. What did I make? What did I make? What did I make? What the hell did I make? Babe, what did I make the other day? Oh, I started with French toast, mm. banging with challah bread. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Very challah bad, bread, part, part Jewish, yeah. With challah bread, that was part of the key to the whole to the whole flavor of the whole thing. 
challah bread is, in, is important. So that was popping in the morning. In the afternoon, I gave them, you know, the Haitian rice and peas mm. with a fucking oven roasted chicken. Mm. It, you liked it? August said he liked it. You want some more? See, my baby wants some more. There you go. Mm-hmm. So we started with that. I think, and everyone's like, "Oh, you gotta cook more. You gotta cook more." First of all, I have a full time plus career <laughs> and a kid, so it's like I would love to cook more. But I think you know, I think you know, the quarantine kitchen might it might kick off for this for this time that we're down. That'd be smart. You want to do yes, a spin off of quarantine radio? <laughs> yeah, listen, listen. Cooking in the quarantine, like Yo, we mm-hmm. do it, like this ain't nothing. March, do you remember that we used to do a, a podcast? Time for all the bad bitches to learn how to do something other than contour their eyebrows. Yo, <laughs> by the way, rest in peace to all the uh, the Instagram uh, influencers. Influencers? No, I think the influencers are popping right now. Really? Why, yeah. why would they rest? This is their time. This is our time. Eric. No, how do you? How do you, our time? How do you take a picture in a in a sort of. Uh, you know, remote island. Nah, that's not an influencer. Yeah, that's, you don't you don't IG know anything. <laughs> that's an IG model. So influencers. By the way, IG models are all on OnlyFans now. Like it, it evolves. All, yeah. It evolves. You know, we're we're out here. <laughs> we yeah, we are. What we is, are. All right. So this I is like the question. time of our lives. Yeah. What is OnlyFans? What is that? OnlyFans. That is a paywalled service where you can put up. Um, you just get content, right? And but, it's, well, it's, it's very not popular. Just content. It's very popular it's amongst porn. porn stars. Yeah. Oh, they're naked and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You sub you subscribe to a certain porn star and pay them for their. Uh... And then they do so. I didn't know that. How, how do you know that? March, well, we're online. We're I'm, I'm not. I'm not just well, an OnlyFan. I'm also a client and the president. <laughs> The baby father's like, well, why don't you know that? I'm like, well, why do you know it? <laughs> why do I know that? Why do you know that, all about OnlyFans, apparently. Yo, shout out to uh, to the baby's father. Shout out to all the OnlyFans out there. Yo, shout, shout out to the baby's father, who uh, we always love to see in your Instagram, regardless, yes. regardless of whether he's right or wrong in terms of his <laughs> musical taste. Oh, oh, you know. Oh, <laughs> You know where his taste lies. We it do. Lies. Wait, what? What? It, uh, 1987 song are you sick of right now? You said what? What song from 1987 are you sick of from right now? What? Is, what? What? Is, no, let's not talk about that. <laughs> let's talk about the fact how he was totally wrong about um. What the fuck is the name? On of that to record? the next one. Oof. On to the next one. Mark, he said whoa. that Jay Z yeah. top songs that get the party started. On to the no, next one. This is what happened. Let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you what happened. We were talking about Swiss Beats, mm. right? Yeah. Friend of the room. Friend Love of him. the room. Yes. Talking about Swiss Beats and BX. the last time Swiss made a hit for Jay. He was like, well, Jay's the, the last time Swiss had a hit, well, he had a hit with Jay 10 years ago. I was like, wait, what song was it? <laughs> so we're looking at the catalog and he was like, oh, on to the next one. I was like, on to the next one. <laughs> I was like, on to the next one wasn't a hit. He was like, are oh, you fucking crazy? That was a hit record. I was okay. Let's talk about what the definition is of hit, though. Mm. Uh, he's like, nah, I'm not talking about... See, you love to talk about all that sound scan and charts and... St- I'm not <laughs> talking about that. I'm talking about a hit just when it comes on in the club. Yeah. It gets the club going. Moves the That's needle. I really went up. Yeah. I was like, on to the next one with the club jumping? Nah. 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 No. Yo, you know what gets the party That's started around here? The line. You know what gets the party started around here? That Sonic shit. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> See, that'll get, that'll get a jumping over here. Yo. Ah, yo, well, you're yelling. 
Who? So that's what really set me up is when he said it gets, it gets the club jumping. <laughs> Yo, Never has. What clubs does the baby fathers go to? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Him and his brother Smitty be going. I don't know where they're going. They Yo. go places, and I guess it gets that jumping. Yeah, <laughs> Marsh. Uh, I don't know. Before before we we called you yeah. up, we were playing just to get us in the mood for some Marsha St. Hubert. We were listening to Wish and Fonda Ray. Touch me. Yeah. <laughs> hold hold on. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. But I'm having three conversations. The kid is talking. Maybe father's talking. My bad. <laughs> the kid. The kid. Yeah, the kid. I was saying, I was saying b- before before we got uh, he's the prince. Before we got you on the phone, we were getting yeah. into that Marsha St. Hubert mood, right? That headspace. And what were we listening to? Wish and Fonda Ray, touch me. Whew. Who's Fonda Ray? What? I wish we could play it right now, but now then we would. Uh, Wait, I, we, who's Fonda Ray, babe? Marsh. Oh my god! Oh my god! Here we go! Here yeah. we go! Here we go! He's like, oh my god! It's a damn shame. You in the busy music business? It is. You know who it is, a, is. It is a damn shame. And when I play it for you, you're gonna be like, oh, yeah. It gets the party started. But come on, I'm, it's a, if it's a song, I should just know the. You don't know this, Marsh? No. You're gonna know it in a second. We're giving up all our music rights right now. Also, our neighbors are gonna hate us. I swear I don't know this. Yes, you do. Here we go, Marsh. Here we go, Marsh. Ready? I don't know it. Now you'll know it right here. (laughs) I don't know this song. Oh, my God, Marsh. (laughs) Touch me, yeah. yeah. Hold me, oh, me all night long, right? Yep. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> oh my God. Sorry. Disrespect. Who is who is Fonda Ray? <laughs> you know damn well who Fonda Ray is. Because you didn't pay for that. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Marsh, does does uh, yesterday's announcement of that this is gonna take like eight weeks, maybe longer? to get through scare you 100 percent. it's 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 creating anxiety for me that i didn't even know i had it's just but it's like how are we supposed to survive eight weeks with no restaurants the kids are not going to school you know like people are not riding in ubers you're not going really to the pharmacy or the like just as a society like okay let's say it does last eight weeks what happens after that like people can't go to work they don't get not everyone is as fortunate as you know people like myself are where you can work from home and still get your paycheck there are people that if you do not go to work you do not get paid so now you like for example they close the malls in jersey so you're going to close that mall for eight weeks the mall's closed for eight weeks that's insane it is insane yeah it's a it's like a hard New reality. Jersey has the biggest malls in America, makes the most money in the United States of America. So we're gonna remove all of that revenue from from our economy for eight weeks. Like that's what makes me really nervous. That's the part. It's not about staying home. Not even the part about the fact that my kid's gonna be home until at, at minimum April twentieth. He'll be fine. But I'm more concerned just about our economy and in the long run how this is gonna affect like you know. 
those people who are living check to check and who can't like people who go to school go to work when they're sick because they can't even afford to be sick yeah like that's what when i start thinking about that that's where it gets that you get like that pain in your chest and you're like yo this is insane this, yeah it's craziness are you concerned uh, at all about your asthma I am because I am. For those who don't know, I am definitely um, extremely asthmatic. So I have everything that I need. I have my pumps. I need to refill my pump today. Thank you for reminding me. But I have my pumps. But that's my biggest concern is I can't really play this game with people. Like even before this, like my last trip to LA, I knew that had to be, had to be my last trip because I just couldn't chance it. Like yes, I'm young. But I'm also, I am actually in that category of people who have pre-existing conditions. So unlike everybody else, when everybody else catches a cold or everybody else has allergies, they can just push through it. For me, even before this, that's land me in the hospital. So that is in the back of my head, but I'm also not going to start living my life based on fear and letting this anxiety take me over. I just do the best that I can. I take my medication, I pace myself, I don't overdo it, and I sit my ass at home as much as I can. So even even with you being uh, isolated from your work situation or from your normal social situation, you live in a house with two other people. How do you get alone time that's good for your mental? Um, I, let's, To be honest, I don't necessarily need alone time. Like I barely see my family when I usually have my work days. So it's not like when I'm at home, I'm now running away to be away from my son and to be away from the baby's father. That's really not what I'm trying to do. Like, this is a time where you want to be together. Mm -hmm. Like, and while there are some people who are like, yo, I'd rather be alone. I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. I'd rather be with my family. Mm -hmm. I'd rather be with you. Yeah. <laughs> Marsha, we can't afford yeah, these royalty I'd rights. With you. <laughs> yeah, it like, sounds too much like the radio record. <laughs> Like, who wants, like, in a time like this, like, listen, I guess some people are like, hey, I totally would rather be alone. But in a time like this, like, I wouldn't want to be sitting in my house just watching CNN, you know, just having my brain just fucking just be spiraling into what, who knows what. I'd rather have my kid. I'd rather have, you know, Kareem here. I'd rather have my partners at work who I can talk to via Microsoft Teams so that we can continue to have some sense of normalcy. Are you in touch with all your artists regularly? Um, not everybody. I I spoke to Cardi yesterday. You know, she's she, listen. She's like everybody else who's like, yo, this is like a this is crazy. Um, side note, to, side note, Cardi goes viral even when she's not herself. Like when she's minding her own business. That's it. Yeah. That's it. You know, but I'm speaking to my managers, I'm speaking to the staff, I'm speaking to the team. I mean, it's really not that big, like, not. it's not a huge difference. It's just less in-person in the office. But, you know, we're still speaking to our managers and artists as we usually would, still coming up with plans and, you know, different ideas of how to do this thing. In, like, eight weeks or whatever, when things supposedly are supposed to return to normal, how eager are you to go back into the office? I don't know. I've only been out for three days, so I don't know about eight weeks from now. I'm sure I'm going to be glad to go back in. I'm sure we do. I think everyone's going to be glad to just resume their quote unquote usual behavior. Even though before it was like, oh my God, this fucking office again. You know, any too much of anything. Like you can never be on vacation for, you know, two months. You're like, all right, now I'm bored. Mm -hmm. Especially for us, the way that we work and the way that we function, 
I actually like my coworkers. Yeah, I'm yeah. Sorry if I'm, you know, I know other people don't, but I love the people that I work <laughs> with. Like, shit, they make my day go sometimes. Sometimes the worst days are turned around because of the people who I, I'm fortunate to work with every day. Absolutely. I'm excited to see, I'm going to be excited to see them. Um, I'm not is, gonna hug them or nothing, but I'll still be no, because there, there's no more hugs ever again. <laughs> yeah, so, can't hug ever again. Never. Ever. Um, is August able to play with other kids? No, no play dates. Um, we can't go to like you know how they have like those those indoor play areas. Mm-hmm. All of not all of them. They are not all closed, but I'm not taking him to that. Um, you know, so like now it's like literally it has to be us. So I just try to figure like we're just getting started, of course. But yeah, yeah. I'm trying to make sure that every day, like today, as soon as I got off the phone with you today, we're going outside so you can ride his bike. We're going to do with his something. rain boots on with his rain boots. I don't <laughs> care. Like, <laughs> like I'm going to try to make sure that every day we do something. You know what I mean? But yeah. playing with other kids. I just don't feel comfortable. Marcia, I, 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 I what's your what's your uh, your Amazon looking like right now? Oh, my Amazon. Actually, my Amazon is done. I got my waters, toilet papers, lotions. So I got everything I needed. But, oh, Amazon was popping over the weekend, though. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it was popping over the weekend. It was here like two, three times a day over the weekend. Did you get anything you definitely didn't need and you're just like, fuck it? Yeah, I. it wasn't me. Kareem went to Fairway yep. and came back with literally seven packs of bread. I don't know why. <laughs> so yesterday, Offset was on Instagram talking about anybody got bread. Yo, Everybody yo. was hitting me like, yo. <laughs> Everybody's like, yo, you want to get Offset some bread? <laughs> yo, Kareem's smart. He's running this running yeah. this bread market. $17,000 of bread. <laughs> wild amounts of bread. And we did succumb to the wild amounts of toilet paper. Wow. I don't know why. I yeah. don't know. We have wild bread. We have wild toilet paper. So we'll be good. You will never run out of toilet paper. No, we won't. We'll, we're so good on the toilet paper. By the way, we need bread. <laughs> I just I, remembered. I, I tell, I'm telling you, I have challah bread. I got wheat bread. I got I got all brioche buns. <laughs> so much bread, it's absurd. <laughs> well, Marsh, we're uh, we're glad to hear your voice. We're glad to hear your... How are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? We're doing this every day. <laughs> Like this is all this day. is you're not doing it all day. No, we're not no. doing it all day. Although yesterday we did two episodes. Yeah, but now it's it's a once a day thing. I think that it's it makes us feel better to provide this to people out there who may feel like alone, who may feel yep. like they're uh uh overwhelmed, like they're at a loss of how to feel. Yeah, and so I think that we're providing like a little bit of normalcy every single day. We're 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 gonna do weekends. Yeah. Um, I was about to ask, are the weekends too? Yeah. I, I think And then for how long? Are you do you think forever. you could do this for <laughs> There is no new world. This is yeah, this, listen, we're already in it. But you know is the, this is it. To to call in to check in on people uh, is good for our souls and and hopefully theirs as well. And uh hearing your voice is always always a, a bright a bright, you know, element to our day. So. Yeah. Yes. so by the way, now I have wish and Lafonda or whatever <laughs> stuck in my head. <laughs> Marsh. Well, hopefully, guys, we'll be seeing each other in person soon. I really hope so. Uh, send Until our love. Then, air hugs. Yes, yes, send our love to Kareem and to August and to uh, anybody that you run into six feet from you. And uh, we love you, Marsh. Take care of yourself. Be love safe. you guys, too. And we'll talk, talk to you to soon, you all right? Bye. All right, bye. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah. Sorry, August. Um, but shout out to Marsha St. Hubert. Uh, please do listen to her episode of A Waste of Time with It's The Real Really, really, really great story about someone who uh, 
you know, found her way in the music business and capitalized on that and has made a difference with Wiz and Cardi and Gucci, Gucci Kodak, Kodak uh, Mano, Lupe, Lupe, DJ Drama, the list goes on and on. Yeah. Jeff, how are you? Uh, how are you feeling uh, within these four walls, generally speaking? Generally, I feel pretty good. I think that, again, uh, getting up today was a little bit tougher, but, you know, I, um, I think that it's not the physical space yeah like it's like marsha was just talking about it's the the idea of like what happens when one domino falls and then like all the other dominoes the mental space well that's what i'm saying like i I have anxiety about all this other stuff that's happening that i can't control right so and you but i can do everything i can do that's right which is uh sit here and i can get a more bread (laughs) later bun what's happening Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you? I'm uh, running Samaritans right now, actually. You're out in the world. Yes. What is it like out there? It's like terror domes, like uh, it's like a new Mad Max movie. <laughs> Does that mean that you've like retrofitted your car with yeah. uh, extra how many, metal? How many skulls do you have? <laughs> it's not bulletproof in your car anymore. Now you got to bacteria proof it. <laughs> uh, how proof? Besides, besides everything, what what has changed in your life in the last week? Dap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't dap anymore. Yeah, that's it. And I'm, I get pretty good dap too, so I'm, <laughs> I'm a little hurt by that. Who is somebody you have like a very complicated handshake with? Um, the true gladiators. Like each one of them has their own kind of like handshake. And I get frustrated because I'm like, nobody made a handshake for me. But I, feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm too old to be like making up new dap, but at the same time, I need to know all the new dap. It's just like the new music. Like, I need to know what's the new handshake that aren't like gang affiliated. Yep. I need to know that. <laughs> uh, before we get into everything in terms of like uh, your mental and your, your physical and like your everyday life, you a couple weeks ago were in the studio with Zaytoven and. Uh, a bunch of other people. I think Jazzy Faye too, right? And yeah, you guys were working on new stuff, and it's not really a secret, but you've you know you put it on uh, Instagram stories and all that. Yeah. What is this project, and what becomes of it? Well, it's called Trill Tovin. That's dope. Um, I formally it's crazy because um, the first I haven't really gotten to talk to. I, I've seen him in passing many times, right? Like when um, like when um. Gucci Man had uh, Black Tea, right? Like, he produced Black Tea for Gucci Man. Yeah. And so he was in the studio when I did the remix for for that. And there's been all these different times where I've been in Atlanta recording music with different people where he's been, like, the producer. But we never really got to have an extended conversation. So my first time really, like, talking to him and letting him know I fucked with him um, musically was at Chicago Complex Con. That's insane. Right. And so and so there's this, you know, this huge amount of mutual respect that we have for each other. And I was like, man, I would love to, you know, lock in with you and do some music. He was like, yeah, fuck it. Let's, we, we could do a whole album because at the time, you know, he had, you know, just done like the Gucci Man project. And um, so that's kind of the, the thing that he has been on lately are uh, these full albums. He did yeah. the, the project with you Usher know? too, right? Right, the, the Atlanta albums, yep. well, the A album, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was that's kind of what he's on right now, right? Like, 
doing albums where he controls everything, which is, you know, it seems strange nowadays, but that's kind of how music always was. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's only in the last maybe 25 years where we have these projects that are produced by multiple um, producers mm-hmm. and whatnot. So he's just kind of taking it back to like more of the origin, right? People being able to like lock in and catch a vibe, right? Does and his... so I've done. I've... Go ahead. No, no, I was saying I've I've done that with uh, Cool and Dre over the last two years. I've locked in with Cool and Dre and done some stuff. I've locked in with Manny. Manny's probably the most extensive man that I've done. I mean, you just and, did the um, Static Project, right? The whole Static. Um, Trill Static album, you know what I'm saying, which is the first one of these kind of collaborative projects to actually release, mm-hmm. right? And uh, but it just when you know when he said he, he he was interested in locking in, um, I mean one he's a you know he's very prolific, right? He's made hundreds of beats, if not thousands, that he's put out into the marketplace, and I feel like we kind of represent the same movement mm-hmm. in terms of music. And so, you know, it's it's a natural fit, and it just makes all the sense in the world that Bun B and Zaytoven is doing an album together. Now, that being said, I've never rapped over more beats outside of PMC than with Manny Fresh. So, like, out of all the producers that I've worked with, PMC is obviously the number one producer I've done songs with, but Manny's number two. So where are those songs? None of those albums are done. Like the Cool and Dre project, I haven't been able to go back and work on that in probably close to a year now. Um, the Manny stuff, uh, Manny has a house in Houston. So it's really just about whenever he's in Houston for a couple of days, us finding the time to go in and lock in and, and get stuff done. Man, the Manny album's a lot more ambitious, I think, than any of the other ones because I've had the longest relationship with Manny. Yep. And so Manny... Manny's very aware of what I'm capable of. So Manny doesn't want to do a lot of typical stuff. Right? Like Manny is like, yo, a record and we should do that kind of record. And you should do a song where you're rapping like this, or you should do a song that's talking about this. And so the the Manny Fresh album is something that's it's a lot more ambitious, I would say, than the other projects in terms of where he's where he's pushing me to go. Yo, right. Is, right. is Manny the most direct in like saying what he likes and what he doesn't like when it comes to you? Um, no, nobody's really saying that they don't. It's not about what they like and what they don't like. It's more about capability, right? So Manny's the one that's like, I think you should do this kind of a record because you haven't really done a record like that, but you can. So I think you should, right? So a lot of it is uh. It goes. It's very. It's it's different, right? Because it goes from being like very introspective to very silly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, can you give us like a, right. a a a sort of glimpse as like what what is silly? When you say silly, like what does that mean? I mean, everyone. First of all, everyone knows that Manny Fresh has a great sense of humor. Yeah, and also Bun does too. Bun was on our song right. "Girls of the Dirty South." Yeah. So I mean, like I I know that Bun can go left. I I want to know what uh what what silliness means in this case. Well, just being like like making songs that, you know, it's not about the content. It's just about having fun, right? And so, you know, I, we've done some very serious stuff. Like, but I think you should talk about hip-hop in this way and these kind of things. And then it's just like, yo, fuck it. Why don't we just do a song where you're doing this and you're like five different people on the record? 
and like and all five people are arguing kind of a thing so uh, i'm like okay let's try and they're actually like really really interesting records that's dope and you've you've known manny forever because you were fucking with cash money really early and uh you were there is it is this true you were there when manny and baby met uh, I was there when they decided to do business together. So we were all in Lafayette at the University of Southern Louisiana at a concert. And Manny French was with this guy named Gregory D back then. Gregory yeah. D was a, was a rapper from New Orleans. So they had a, a big record about, it was a song about college. I can't remember the name of it. So they had a big record. And I think Baby and Slim were there with UNLV. Mm. And so it was just, a, and we were there, and Too Short was there, and this guy, Ron C., uh, from Dallas, was there. And so all of this, all of us eventually started doing music together. Like, I started making music with Cash Money. We did a song with Ron C. That was kind of the beginning of Pimp C. And Too Short's long, very long, fr- deep mm-hmm. friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I wouldn't even say friendship. They became like brothers. They were very, you know, Too Short was very much a big brother to us throughout our career with us both being on job. Yeah, yeah. And, and so a lot of really great music came out of this one show. That's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Um, Bun, jump into where we are today. How are you feeling? I'm okay. You know, um, I spend a lot of time at home anyway. Yeah. Like, I'm not one of those people that feels like I need to go out and interact with people. Like, quiet is kept. I really don't like people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I only really, I, but I'm, I'm a sociable person, right? But I'm not societal, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't need to be around people to feel it, to feel good about myself or anything like that. But I'm not antisocial. When I do go out in public, I'm very sociable. I'm very approachable. I'm very kind to people, you know? Because uh, I get a lot of love, you know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. not the rapper that people walk up and be like, yo, that last shit was whack. Um, and I've been around rappers where that's happened, right? Like, yo, I fuck with you, but that last album was trash. Jesus. Like, it's amazing kind of shit that people would say to people, you know? But I don't really get that. A lot of people, you know, especially at home in Houston, I get a lot of love in yeah. the city. You know? yeah. People buy me drinks. People buy offer to buy our dinner all the time, you know what I'm saying? And I very rarely accept um, because there's always something else they want when yeah. they do do that. Yeah. But I, but I am very gracious to people and polite to people. Um, but there's no place I would rather be than in my house, like in my underwear watching TV. <laughs> and that's kind of that's kind of what the average day of me and Queenie out in the world is like. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what we do. We sit. If I'm not out really making any money, or if I don't have like, you know, to pick up my grandkids or some shit like that. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm at home. And like, what are you? What are you? What are you watching at home? And do you and Queenie watch the same programs? Uh, no, we do not. Actually, <laughs> Queenie, is, Queenie is not like a, a TV show movie person at all. Wait, so what does she? Like, Queenie hasn't Queenie hasn't watched the Fridays. None of them. Uh, no. There's like there's there's like six of them. <laughs> Yeah, like we had a family gathering this weekend for my sister-in-law's birthday, and I think they were doing like all three Fridays. So when we, when everybody first got there, it was on next Friday, and then it, then it went into Friday after next. And she was like, "Why is this Ice Cube movie still on?" 
this movie been on forever. And I'm like, no, this is the third one. That was the first one. The second one, this is the third one. But if we... If, like, you know, Queenie, Queenie was raised by her grandmother. She spent a lot of time with her grandmother. And the grandmother really just listened to talk radio. So if, if we were to catch you by yourself watching TV, what's on the screen? Times out of 10, The Office. I mean, I pretty much just watch... I watched the entire season, the entire show, uh, all 10 seasons of The Office. All 10? So, okay. I'll go to. Here's the thing. The Office, I think, is a was a great show when I was first watching it. But in rewatching it so often, I'm just like, I can only really watch seasons 2, 3, 4, and 5, I think. No, I'm watching it all. I mean, it's, you know, I think. I think Michael Scott probably is the third greatest television character ever created. Who were the first behind, two? Yeah, who? Behind, probably behind um, Tony Archie Soprano? Bunker. Oh, wow. Yeah. Archie Bunker and then Omar from The Wire. Wow. I don't think I don't think any character was as well-written and well-acted as Omar. Just the anomaly of who he was um, in the streets, how respected he was despite the fact I mean, you you don't come across a character who is, is as complex as Omar was, dealing with the sexuality, dealing with the street aesthetic, all of these kind of things. And so, and I think Michael Michael K played it brilliantly, you know. And Michael um, Scott, you would say, is better than Tony Soprano. Yeah, I mean, and and special mention actually would. I like to think that the best played out character is actually Larry David's character, but I don't, but he plays himself. So I don't really, I right. can't really say it's a character. Right. But right. I mean, when I watch Curb Your Enthusiasm, I, I cringe. <laughs> Every episode. <laughs> I cringe. Cause I'm like, I can't believe that. I'm like, he's not going to do what I think he's going to do. He can't possibly be about to do what I think he's going to do. And then he does it. Or something worse. <laughs> right. And it's just like, I don't, and I feel like a lot of it is, you know, it's, it's a play off his own neurosis, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, I'm, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like this might've happened. Like obviously Vivica Fox didn't move in his house and, right. <laughs> you know, there's no JB Smooth in his life in that sense, except JB Smooth. But right. just some of the interactions that he has, right. It's like, I'm like, Jesus don't do it. So if we can agree... It just, it just feels all too real. If, if we can agree that Michael Scott was a phenomenal top three character on television and Steve Carell is a, is a genius and the writers are geniuses, when he leaves... Yeah. I think Jeff's point was, like, it, it falls, it falls off. off so precipitously. Like it, It's just like Ed Helms on there, it's like it's good to a point, and then once he takes that leadership role, it just becomes no good. Aaron is not as good well, a character. I, like... It, Jim and Pam are just like it, uninteresting people. I think people. it actually becomes it becomes Dwight's show. It's not it's not Andy Bernard's show after that point. I think it becomes the Dwight show because if you look at the farm episode, right? Yes, yes. that's a pilot. Yes, they were that's supposed to do a thing for, for a him, right? Yeah, 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 correct. Yeah, yeah. The farm episode is a pilot for a spinoff for a Dwight Schrute TV show. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Are you a fan of Parks and Rec? Yes, that's what I was about to say. So I start with The Office, I go to Parks and Rec, and then I go to West Wing, and then I come back around. Bun, what? I still haven't and, seen and West is, Wing. And this oh, is never ending. This literally is never ending. My wife hates it because <laughs> once she hears my wife, once she hears the piano <laughs> from the office, it's, it's like, 
there's this whole eye rolling that starts to happen because she knows this is what's going to happen. And then for the next couple of weeks and I watch it at night, right? Like in the bed, like I'll watch maybe an episode or two and then I'll go, I'll literally fall asleep because Netflix always goes to the next episode. Yeah. So I'll literally fall asleep watching it. And then the next morning she'll be like, you make me sick. You fall asleep in that theater. <laughs> keep her in that piano in my sleep. Do you guys share a Netflix account, or do you have each owns, uh, you know, preferences or whatever? But Queen doesn't really she watch. Doesn't, oh, that's right. Oh, so it yeah. doesn't matter. She doesn't watch. She doesn't watch TV or movies. So no. Like, yeah. If she watches something on Netflix, it's a documentary. That's Queenie is a. How can I explain this? Queenie can watch medical shows with like real surgeries and real people being cut open wow kind of thing but dark she, she can't do it right but she won't watch a scary movie where it's all fake is <laughs> because she pokes holes in what's like the the writing no no it's just she doesn't care for it the <laughs> only tv show that i've seen her actually like probably since we've been together is actually the neighborhood she likes the neighborhood wow with Cedric the Entertainer. wow which is one of my favorite TV shows now, too. I just, I love it. I really think it's, I don't think it's pretending to be anything that it's not. But if you look at the first season of The Neighborhood, they really tackle, like, black-white issues. Mm. How white people tend to look at the world, how black people tend to look at the world, and how those things change when the proximity changes, right? And when you're, like, next door to white people... And then you have much more of a viewpoint of how they look at life. You interact with them and how they see things and how you see things and how it can be very different. We can be looking at the same thing and have very different viewpoints based off our life experiences. I think the neighborhood does a really good job of it. And it was a lot more serious in season one, but now they've kind of learned how to have fun with it. Yeah. Bun, are you concerned at all about your weed supply or how that gets to you? That's a good question. I don't smoke weed anymore. I haven't smoked weed in about six months. Wow. What uh, what inspired the change? Um, Just, you know, getting older. Uh, I got caught with some weed, and I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm good. Like, Wait, I, you I'm got caught with weed? Up. Yeah. Was that the Mexico uh, story? Yes. <laughs> and so, that was and that so recent? after that, I'm like, you know what? I'm over this. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. And, and it's, it, you know, for me, I felt like, if you're going to do it, be responsible. And I felt like I was still like smoking weed and carrying weed on me. Like I was 20, 21 years old. And I'm like, I got, I got too much to lose behind a dumbass little weed case. Wow. And, I, and so I smoked weed for 30 years. So I've been smoking weed since I was 16 years old. And I'm like, you know what? I think you're high enough. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, how did you tell your, your, your guy that, <laughs> that you no longer were, we're going to need get- of his services. Yeah. Oh, no, it wasn't a big deal. Obviously, there were a lot of people in position to take my place. So it wasn't a big deal. <laughs> um, Bun, watching the news like you do, uh, are you concerned about uh, things that are outside of your control? Yeah, so I've worked very hard to get to the quality of life that I've wanted for myself. And Queenie's an amazing, like, homemaker. And so my house is exactly the house I want to live in and it feels like the kind of house I like my, my, my house is a home, you Mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. and I'm very comfortable in that space. So if I'm left to just be in that space, I'm fine with that. 
you know, and, you know, our children are grown. Our children are out of the house now. They have their own homes. So my house is just me and Queenie, right? And Queenie's my best friend in life. So I don't have to go out and commiserate with us. I'm, you know, I guess other people may not live with their best friends. You know what I'm saying? Like you guys, uh, you guys seem like you get along fairly well. <laughs> yeah, um, we do. We're very lucky. And and you guys could enjoy each other's company. If you didn't really have to deal with anybody else's company, you guys would get along yeah. just fine. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, probably, I guess, until the toilet paper runs out and we got issues. <laughs> but, no, but I mean, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm fine with a life that's just me and Queenie. I'm perfect with that, you know. Yeah. Um, um, but I could see how a lot of single people, um, could have a problem with that. I could see how people who have very small children trying to keep them occupied and entertained that could get frustrating, you know. Yeah, uh, but 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 for us, and then we're always kind of prepared for stuff like you know living in Houston and having to deal with like Harvey and stuff like that. Like, yeah, we don't necessarily keep like an empty pantry, right? And we have very simple tastes, right? So I don't need escargot and filet mignon for dinner every night. Now, don't get me wrong, we like a good good sushi dinner, but <laughs> I mean we're 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 fine, and you know Queenie's an amazing cook. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, so. And you're not you know, too bad yourself. Is, yeah, trill mills. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I get her. I, I get by. You yeah. know what I'm saying? A lot of the trill mills, quiet has kept this really queenie cooking. I'm just a narrator. <laughs> wow, that's going to be the headline from this. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been getting a lot of credit based on shooting POV videos. Bun, I wanted you to point this out or, or expound on this. Um, and I know we talked about this in one of the episodes that we've done uh, with you on the podcast. But can you talk about the character of of J.J. Watt, who, uh, together with his wife, donated $350,000 to the Houston Food Bank? Oh, I mean, J.J. Watt is, is he's really Clark Kent, right? I, I have a firm belief that very quietly, J.J. Watt might be Superman. He's just, he is, when you think about All-American and apple pie <laughs> and that type of shit, like that's who comes to mind for me. Right. He's a very selfless individual. Um, that's the, I probably that's the best thing I could say about J.J. Watt. He's very, very selfless to be the face of the NFL, to be have one of the best contracts you can have. Man, I, I nobody's more down to earth mm-hmm. than J.J. Than Watt is. Um, Post Malone is giving him a run for his money. I just <laughs> hung out with Post Malone. I saw that uh, in, the, in Houston for the first time. I mean, you, you couldn't find Post Malone is really just a very kind human being. A very yeah, genuine, really, yeah, very genuine guy. Yeah, absolutely. Like, very comfortable in his skin. And I think that's the same thing you would say about J.J., right? Now, obviously, J.J.'s skin is bigger and more muscular than Post Malone. <laughs> but, no, I mean, J.J.'s easily accessible. If I text him right now, he'll text me right back, mm-hmm. right? He's always made himself available to the city and like JJ JJ supports everything Houston right mm-hmm. so JJ goes to Houston artist concerts right JJ goes to Astros games JJ goes to Rockets games JJ throws charity softball games at our softball um I mean our um semi-pro baseball stadium right he does all these different things that are so Houston and he's not from Houston where is he from right obviously um Wisconsin I want to say Something I know he like went that. to college in Wisconsin, but I think he, I think he may actually because I know he bought a house out there. 
mm. recently. So, but I mean, he's—I mean, he's as nice of a person as you can find. You know um, what I'm saying? And I, and I don't know anyone that knows him that doesn't say the same things that I'm saying about him about him. Mm. Um, Bun, I've—I've uh, I've started watching recently. Uh, All the smoke. The um, uh, the NBA, the NBA David show. Jackson and, and yeah. Matt Barnes, yeah. And they have sort of like uh, mixed their uh, their guest list between um, obviously the expected athletes, but also they've started to to get into uh, musicians. Rappers, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would love. Should everyone be able to congregate once again after these eight weeks or you know four months or however long we have to be isolated? I would love to see you on there, you and and. Uh, Steven Jackson just talking some PA shit. Well, I mean, that's bound to happen. I just haven't had a chance to get to them. Um, obviously, there was, you know, there's a period of where they needed to be able to show, one, not just their accessibility to certain players, but two, the diversity and the range of the people that they could have these amazing conversations with. I'm actually really, really glad that they were able to get Kobe on the show before Same. he passed yeah. untimely. Um, because I know the level of admiration that Stack has for Kobe. Mm-hmm. And, but, I mean, no, I don't think people are really ready for the Bumby's uh, Stack 5 you don't think so? episode of, of, of All the Smoke because I've known him pretty much his entire adult life, right, from, you know, from those your formative years uh, up until who he is now. And we have stories. I'm like, sure. <laughs> like, it's not even, it's not even a joke. I'm like sure you guys' shorthand is crazy. Like, it's so funny uh, when I think of the moments when we were, like, on the up, and then he was, like, you know, kind of hanging around. Like, we grew up, like, a block away from each other. So, like, his, I lived in the 3300 block, and Stack lived on the 3200 block. And so we have a we have a very insular group of friends just based on the fact that, like, his best friends lived right around the corner from him. Man. Like, we all lived around the corner from each other. So we have inside of a community that's always already very tight. We're even tighter because we have our own like group of friends based off the fact that we all live within like eight houses of each other, man. And so, and so like, we really know each, we've known each other for many, many years. And he he's been able to watch as we kind of ascended and we got to sit back and watch how he ascended. And, you know, we've, we've name dropped him in different songs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, but he's like, he's family. Like he's not just a friend. Like he's, he's family. Did and you see the, always, uh, wait, are you, so you're afraid of, of stories that would come up? No, no. I'm just, <laughs> I just know that there's going to be, I'm not afraid of any of that stuff. I mean, what happened happened. It's, it's the way you got to tell this stuff. Like he talks about on the last episode, he talked about the shooting yeah, in Indianapolis. In Indianapolis from the yeah, club. yeah. I've been in that club a dozen times. Quinny's been there with me. And that that is a very. I tend to operate in very volatile spaces, right? Like yeah. that's kind of been the, the 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 thing about UGK is that we we didn't just go out in the country and do shows. We went to the spots where people in those cities don't go to, mm-hmm. right? And showed up, and so it's. It's funny to, to hear him tell those kind of stories about that stuff, but then still leaving certain people's names out because you don't want to implicate people yeah. in certain things. So I, it's going to be funny how we kind of have to tell, especially like hood stories, right? It'd be <laughs> like, yo, you, it'd be like, you remember when so and so pulled the gun on so and so? 
Like, yo, I really thought he was finna kill that fool. Like, man, <laughs> I thought he was too. And I need the best of friends, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, Bun, uh, it's um, it's wonderful to hear your voice. I'm glad you're in such good spirits. And uh, we really appreciate uh, you coming on and, and telling us how you're doing. And it's always good to check in. We'll be doing that more with you. And uh, send our love to Queenie, our love to you. And be safe out there. And uh, hopefully we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. If you guys need any toilet paper, let me know. I know <laughs> we need so much toilet paper. All right. So uh, we've, we're, we're trying to uh, cover all the all the spaces, right? Mm-hmm. We, we've talked to friends. We've talked to family. Uh, mm-hmm. We have some cousins we're going to call. Um, we have a lot more uh, artists who are interested in being on here. We're going to start a thing on, on Sundays called Fan Sundays. Fan Sundays. We're so, going to call uh, call three fans. Why not? Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. I'm, I'm with it. You're yeah. with it. Hopefully they're with it. Yeah. They're going to be a part of this, right? What do you mean? As in, like, we're not just going to surprise them with a phone call. No, I mean, they have to send our no- their number or whatever. <laughs> But that that will be a thing. So so do check that out. We are we on... need to figure out how we're gonna collect these numbers. Yes, and we'll hopefully do that in a way where like uh, aspiring artists are not going to bother us to play their music. No, but I think <laughs> that like people like you would have conversations. With, oh, you're you're an artist, fine. But yeah, like, yeah. You I'm know, just we saying can talk like, about like their lives and everything. Yeah, we want to have a personal conversation, not like yo, put my shit on your platform, right? Put me on. Play. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I'm the next one up. I sound just like Travis Scott. Yeah, I don't want anybody who wants to sell me them on them. I, I want to hear how you're doing. Right. I don't want to be sold. If people are looking for us, you can always find us on, on our socials. That's Twitter at It's The Real, Instagram at It's The Real. Go to YouTube.com slash It's The Real. We put all of our videos there. Yep. And if you guys are really rocking with us and you want to see this continue, it's never been more important than right now to join this cause and join this movement at patreon.com slash it's the real um shout out to all of our producers who have been uh really pushing us along and we appreciate you and shout out to everybody who is interested in being a part of that if you have two dollars three dollars whatever it is all appreciated shout out to all of you guys yes now to our third phone call gonna call our friend julia rubin julia is a she works in media in New York, and um, hey, I think we hey. lost. Okay, how are you? <laughs> you know, I have been better. How are you? <laughs> Same, yeah. But in terms of uh, how you're holding up as a chef, as a first-time uh, <laughs> uh, kitchen tool user, how are you? Kitchen tool um, user. You know, I will say I I have yet to really do a lot of kitchening. The context here being, uh, I don't know how to cook. I am um, temporarily, question mark, living with my boyfriend who I don't normally live with in a very small apartment. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, I'm like, you need to teach me some stuff so that I can uh, survive. Yes. Okay. So a couple of things. (laughs) One, you guys chose your apartment. Yes. To live in. No, 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 no. We chose his apartment. Oh, really? Would you like to know why? Yes. Yes. Oh, man. So we both live in very small apartments that are probably like 400 square feet. Mm-hmm. Um, mine is a studio. His is a one bedroom. There so there is, a, there is a bedroom door. Um, he <laughs> can cook, unlike me. So there's kitchen stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also like a desk here, even though it is a single desk. There is no kitchen table at either of our places. Um, <laughs> but yeah, basically it was like, okay, we can have 
somewhat separate spaces, <laughs> though barely, and we can feed ourselves. And you won't die. I hope not. I'm really <laughs> trying not to. Yeah. Uh, and part of that is actually learning to cook. Um, yeah. How many meals in are you, would you say? Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> so we were so we were in LA until Saturday. Um and then like rushed back. We were supposed to be there through Monday. Oh, wait, um, wait. wait. So First got- of all, was the the flight home crazy? Yeah, also, Julia is not somebody who enjoys flying in general. Yeah. So Um, it's true. So now the anxiety of like being on a plane while everybody is trying to stay away from planes, I'm sure added to that. It did. I mean, it was like every day we we got out there on Tuesday and I had been home the weekend before and he had been in L.A. And every day we had like a different thought about like, oh, we're going to just wait it out in L.A. and stay at our friend's guest house for the next like two weeks. And then it was like, oh, what if we're here for months? Like right. we probably need to go back. So Friday night we booked 530 a.m. flights for Saturday morning. How oh. much were the flights? Um, $250. So about like $100 more than they were when we booked them, yeah. which was fine. Um, and we're lucky we were able to eat that extra 100 bucks. Yep. Um, the flight was, I would say, half full. Because we went so early, the airport was pretty empty um, on the LA end. It was also pretty empty, honestly, on the New York end. But because of we took JetBlue and it's so easy to just like walk out and get your car. So we didn't have to deal with any crowds. Mm. Um, But the thought was sort of like, oh, this is only going to get more crowded and anxiety producing the longer that we wait. Uh, So I took my Xanax as I always do when I fly. And it was okay. Um, But we were both really exhausted and did some like prep and I packed up stuff for like two or three weeks. And now it's like, oh, am I not going to go back to my apartment for two or three months? Mm. Maybe. Very crazy. Very. Well, no, I think you can still go back to your apartment. It's just that you can't like see people on the way, right? Like, like you. So. Sorry. It's, I, for me, it's like getting there. It's like we live like, like he's in Brooklyn. I'm in Manhattan. We're oh, like conservatively yeah, a 30 minute car. Yeah. So yeah. it's like okay, do I, like, get in a cab? I'm trying to figure out now, like, should I go and, like, bring back some more stuff? Does it really even matter? Like, I don't know. Um, But, yeah, it's (laughs) – this is not – I mean, it's just changing so rapidly. But, yeah, Yeah. it's, like, a really crazy thing. Like, we did not – we were not planning to live together yet. So this is – or in this apartment if we ever did. (laughs) Well, you guys um, have been together now uh, for, I guess, how long? A year it was our um, our first night of quarantine was our anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> um, you you move in together. Do you uh, have a stocked fridge to start your your cohabitation? Oh, great question. So because we were both going to be away largely together for ten days, um, he ran down everything in his apartment. So no, but we. <laughs> We did separate grocery runs. I ran to the Japanese grocery store near me. He used to live in Japan. So it was like, okay, like we definitely want to get these things, a lot of curry rice, um, powder. And he told and... you what to get, I'm guessing. Oh, yes. I mean, <laughs> I, I like can't explain how little I know about cooking or grocery shopping like at all. And I want to be able to like – I want this to be a thing that I am – in control of like work for both of us is very crazy but it's particularly crazy for him so i want to be able to like 
take on that responsibility. But at this point, it's like very unclear to me what we need. By the um, way, uh, I don't even know how many years ago. It was a bunch of years ago. I was dating this girl and I was learning to cook for the first time. And she was like, okay, cool. Go to the grocery store and get like rosemary. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> and she, she was like, <laughs> she was like, what? And I came back with like, the wrong type of rosemary and she just like laughed and laughed and laughed and so uh thankfully now i know what rosemary is wait did you get like this the, the i got like uh crushed you know yeah. uh, uh, it, it just oh you want the like sprigs right yes yeah. correct the, like, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. listen cool. listen to you you sound like a, <laughs> a, a, a kitchen vet yeah wait how have you been preparing to actually like have you been watching cooking movies like are you looking at um bon appetit videos on youtube like what what is going into so your cooking mindset? Okay, my cooking mindset. One, um, I work with a bunch of people who love to cook, so they have sent me a bunch of recipes. Mm. Um, so getting that together. I mean, right now we're sort of in like get as much stuff as possible that we'll keep for the next few weeks. And this weekend I think we're going to like look at some like recipes and recipe books. But he was like, should we read like Samin Nozrat's book? That might be helpful. I don't know. There's a lot of education because he's a cook, but he considers himself a basic cook. Mm. So, And you are not so. a cook and you consider yourself <laughs> not a cook. I um, I Correct. didn't – you did just start a an Instagram for the two of you. And... Oh, it's just for me. <laughs> but Yes. <laughs> He's not a necessarily willing participant in this. <laughs> no, I saw uh, that I he's very much not. He is. He is. He is not present in the Instagram at all. And you have no. been, I would say, uh, not, not really chefing it up. It was mostly him, and you are just uh, documenting it. Yeah, that's where we're at so far. Um, I think part of it is like because it's the work week, we haven't had time for like real instruction it's been like okay like we need to eat <laughs> like we need to do this thing so like we don't really have time um you know i mean listen it's very nice to have someone cook and clean for you but i again i'm excited to really um you know participate in this well you don't clean household. either <laughs> i i keep i keep saying i will and he's like no i got it and i'm like so sweet but also like i feel like i need to do something um what what have you done to pass the time? Have you been playing board games? Have you been doing puzzles? Have you been watching uh, things you ordinarily wouldn't watch on Netflix? Have you been stress arguing? <laughs> <laughs> no, like none of the above. Um, honestly, it's just been work. It's been just insane. I work for Vox.com with a V, not an F. Um, <laughs> and it's just kind of... <laughs> it has to be the worst thing to have to explain to people, by the way. Yeah. I mean, every day, literally every day. Uh, Julia so, Rubin look, and Brian Kilmeade. <laughs> I mean, is that a Fox person? I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. Fox with okay, an F. Okay, got it. Now I got the joke. I got the joke. Yeah, um, good joke. Thank you. Uh, but yes, I, it's kind of been nonstop work. And then when I'm not working being like, okay, like, do we need more groceries? What do we have? I like had to order a bunch of stuff, um, to get like a, <laughs> my half of the desk set up. So I'm not even in like boredom zone yet. I'm still in like preparing to like not live at home. How is so. working from home for you? I hate it. I like really like being in an office. I like having a big screen to plug into, which luckily we have here. And that's why I got, I'm getting like a keyboard and the proper cords and a desk chair. Um, also like, I like hanging out with my team and talking to my team. And so we've been doing, um, video chats every day, which we, you know, 
we do video chats all the time for meetings anyway, like people travel and are remote and whatever. But, um, but yeah, so I like, I really don't like it, but we're taking two one mile walks a day for now. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, by the way, I I saw that Vox with a V, um, put up this great explainer video about why the coronavirus happened and why, why viruses like it will continue to happen. Um, and it's, it's just an incredible video. Um, it's like probably like three minutes long or something. Everybody should go watch it. Um, but how are your parents doing? Oh man, they're okay. I mean, it's fucking weird, right? Like I was there last weekend, not this past weekend, but I was there like whatever, 10 days ago. Um, and was a little worried about coming home, but it was really before things got insane and and the recommendations were like do not travel yeah so i i was worried about going home and having been in new york and you know all of our parents above six or not all of our parents above 60 but like my mom just turned 60 i was actually there for 60th happy Um, birthday happy belated happy belated thank you mom she'll definitely (laughs) listen to this um But yeah, they're okay. I mean, they are definitely worried. I've been talking to them about grocery delivery services. Um, but you know, my dad can work from home and they have a house. Having a house so nice. Can't even imagine. <laughs> Listen, you've upgraded from a studio to a one bedroom. Yeah, you didn't have to do anything. True. There there were some, you know, I will say my apartment is a bit it's like the finishes are a little nicer. There's a little more light. There's Damn. like there are pros and cons. There are pros and cons. But you know what? We have video games here, which is not a thing that I necessarily need, but it's great for him. Is that something um, that you're gonna get into? Yeah, like, are you gonna be like a real like Grand Theft Auto cooking, cleaning, playing video games? Listen, maybe I will tell you. I have a ton of friends who like never touched a video game before, and in the last week are like, "Oh, I'm gonna get into this." Like, I have friends who just who live in Brooklyn um, and just got married. So also a lot of friends are I'm like, what an interesting first year of marriage for you. This is crazy. Yeah. Uh, I could see myself just... getting into like edibles. <laughs> oh, I mean, that was also a thing that uh, before we left LA, I was like, you know, we, we all need to make sure we have, we have our thing. So I don't, I don't, I don't know how to implicate or not implicate on this podcast, but yes, there was, um, there were edible runs were taken I got a re-up on my Xanax. Um, we, oh, this is pretty funny. We today on our um, on our morning walk went to Otway and got, they're like, or this isn't funny, they're like selling off a lot of their natural wines. Mm. Um, so we bought a bunch of those and supported the local business and continued to stock. There's like a lot of- It's also of- in support of you wanting to get drunk. <laughs> yes, and also- uh, quite like jeff i like barely drink right i like this is like it's just not really a thing that i do um and and my boyfriend is definitely someone who's like into wine and into like liquor and like knows like a lot of things um so we have we have an abundance of quote funky wines here so (laughs) julia uh (laughs) thrilling (laughs) considering how much you're working uh which sounds like just as much as before you were quarantined uh yeah is your mindset strictly about pieces that have to do with the coronavirus and everything that's around it? Mm, those are conversations that I'm having every day. It's pretty hard. Yeah. So there's basically there is a subset of pieces that we had in the works before that had obviously nothing to do with coronavirus. And some of those were killing and some of them were holding because they might be okay. Like there's sort of this sense of like, will people will people want counter programming? Yeah. Um, 
but all new assignments are coronavirus related. We're yeah. assigning a ton both in-house and to freelancers. Um, but yeah, I, my like kind of last big <laughs> in the before times piece is going to go tomorrow because if we don't publish it, I just think it's about it's about a business called Desium. It's a big beauty business. Um, everyone should read it. Uh, but things could really materially change if we wait a few weeks, right? It's like, will this company exist? Like, yeah, um, yeah. It's really wild. So yeah, but I mean, right now coverage is very much focused coronavirus. I mean, I've never been in a news environment like this. I've been working in journalism for the last decade and like, you know, it's certain, you know, colleagues of mine who were reporters during the financial crisis, it was not like this. I think about 20 like the 2016 election like was not like this. Um I think the closest analog is 9/11, but even there like this is uh, this we've never seen a news environment like this. It's wild. What is your uh, daily structure like? Like, have you found it? Have you, you know, yeah. found a regular time to go to sleep, a regular time to wake up? Yeah, I'm like thinking a lot about it. Um, right now, the plan is like wake up at 8.30. I have a 9.30 standing meeting, go on a walk after, um, try to eat lunch around like noon or one, have another meeting at three. After that, take a walk. I'm really going to try to be able to like, allow myself like turn off the computer stop working at like six or seven um eat and then my plan is like be in bed at reading by 11 have not achieved these things yet but that is that that's a is good plan though the goal thank you i think it sounds good i think it yeah. seems you know sustainable so um it's also like this is the big news week i think like there's such a rush i think we will unfortunately fortunately get into like a new normal and it'll be a little it'll it'll work will be slightly more uh predictable um is what's one thing in i'm not trying to cause a fight what's one thing in your boyfriend's apartment (laughs) that you're like that's curious (laughs) um you know i don't know i like was trying to find books to like prop my computer up on and i was like why do you have an mcat book how do i not know this about you like whenever we've like that's insane. Like he's also a journalist, and like we've talked about, like oh, like what were other things? And like I think like law is a thing that makes a ton of sense for him. I could imagine him having gone to law school, but I was like, literally, <laughs> why do you have this? And he was like, oh yes, I thought about going to medical school a few years ago. And oh, so like, it's not for the future. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was for no, the future. No, it's not. <laughs> No, that would no. Too old. We're too old now. I think. Um, I don't know. In this but, whole new world, I don't think that titles matter anymore. Or, I don't or think that anything time matters. <laughs> yeah, nothing matters. <laughs> you're, you know what? You're right. Oh, maybe in maybe the future I'll we're all going to be doctors. <laughs> oh man, it's true. Home doctors. We'll yeah. see. But yeah, that I was like, oh, cannot wait to learn so much more about you. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So so this week, do you have any? Yeah. Uh, culinary plans that you're really looking forward to you're like you know what i'm gonna make that soup or yeah, i'm that, going to let me get into jackfruit yeah um we are gonna make a uh the charlie bird salad which is very delicious i'm excited about that um what other stuff did we get that i'm really into i mean we like this weekend is gonna be a lot of like let's like plan and get the thing um oh i'm also excited we got a lot of we're we both like a miso, a sesame. So we got a lot of recipes that involve those. Flavors. It feels like you're much. you're not just like, I'm going to go for basic recipes. And maybe that's just because like your boyfriend can cook. But like you don't seem sort of um, cowed by the idea of this seems like a, a, a hard recipe, like a hard thing I'll to learn. I'll be real. 
no idea what is easy and what is hard. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is new to me. Ignorance so is I'm bliss. Like, yeah. Yes. Um, yes. So, you know, we, we will, we will see how it goes, but you know, like yesterday I was instructed on how to boil water. So like, it's real one oh one over here right now. Oh no, I saw the post. I, I am, I'm going to like it. <laughs> you Ju- should like it. Yeah. Julia, uh, before we let you go, are there any Twitter accounts or Instagram accounts that you follow that are really important to you right now that you think people might be interested in? Oh man, I'm really trying to be off Twitter. I think it's like pretty difficult. A thing to know about my Twitter consumption is I have a lot of mute words. Mm. So like Trump, nuclear, plane crash, like all of these things. Um, and it's irresponsible to be muting coronavirus. So and also like that's sort of all that's going on there. Yeah. Um, so what's been nice about Instagram is so I started this account. It's just for like the threshold is like people that I text with, mm-hmm. like people who like I have their phone number. <laughs> um, and then I've been following them all back. So it's kind of like a nice little like actual close friends thing. So I don't have any social media recs for anyone oh wait but i have like a related rec which is um a bunch of friends of mine and their friends started a blog called indoor voices it's great it is like so old school internet and um it's just like a ton of writers and friends who are like blogging about just like whatever the fuck they want uh i highly recommend it it's great um also uh two things one you have uh you you have lobbied for years to be on our podcast. Yes, Does I this... didn't think it would take a pandemic, <laughs> but like whatever. Does this satisfy that need? Um. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> it's not quite the in depth interview I'm used to. Right. Uh, right. But no, this is great, and you know, I I assume we'll do some check ins. Yes. Yeah. Most you definitely. Um, I'm, I'm what, around. What are three episodes that you have particularly liked about our, our podcast of our podcast? Oh, my God. Okay, let's see. Mary H.K. Choi, who is amazing and who um, has written for me a ton, and I am obsessed with her books. David Cho, who has become a good friend of mine through you guys. Yes. Um, And and your mom, obviously, who I also loved on this podcast. (laughs) The best. Well, those are three great episodes. Please do check them out. Julia, uh, we love you. Stay safe. uh, Be well. And uh, keep that amazing attitude of yours uh not just <laughs> not just with the cooking but but in terms of everything and we'll be checking in oh thanks love you guys too talk soon all right yes. sounds good bye bye shout out to marcia st hubert shout out to bun b and shout out to julia rubin i think that um you know again slow going this yeah. morning but i feel like good at the end of this of uh, this yeah. yeah i feel like this is like yeah, now I, now I could like good. run through a wall or whatever. But yeah, it's just or, like, or watch The Office, whatever. <laughs> I don't really want to watch The Office. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm rewatching um, Arrested Development right now, which has been great. Like, really, Arrested Development seasons one and two are just so good. Nice. Yeah, so I'm rewatching that, awesome. um, which I hadn't done for a number of years because Arrested Development like fell off a cliff. Yeah. But um, but yeah. You mean the the Netflix the Netflix version era? is is no good. Yeah. But seasons one and two are incredible. Are you looking to read any books? We have a bunch. We do have a lot of books. We here. have a lot of books. I just um, I honestly haven't had the curiosity to. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just because like it just feels so overwhelming with everything. But yeah. like, um, yeah, I I would like to read some books. All sure. right, and maybe 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 there's a book club. Yeah, well, Erica Ramirez hit me up, and she was like, hey, remember that book club that she and I were talking about, like, a month ago? 
would we like to actually do that? And I was like, I, I can't even think about like going to the library right now. Like, I don't even know if that's open. Right. But I mean, Amazon is. Yeah. I don't, so, so, I don't really want to buy books I'm, right now. I'm just saying. I just don't want to. It's not impossible. Choose between books and toilet paper. <laughs> you know? Well, hit up Bun B. Yeah. Jeff, as always, not for real, for real. Sure, sure. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Brrrat! <laughs>